Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perception Podcast with me, your host, Caroline Partridge. In this, the second episode of my two-part special, coach and mentor Alan Clenahans talks about the human revolution that occurred taking him from a life buried in drug addiction and destructive beliefs to knowing for the very first time in his life what he wanted to do with his life and his journey to becoming a world-class coach, helping others to dissolve the blocks that stop them from realising their fullest potential. Please join me as we look at life through a different lens. I have absolute certainty about it. I want to change people's lives with my story. I want to show them what's possible. If I can change my life, anybody can. Because I was somebody who, who really believed I had nothing. And I said, now I believe that I have everything I need within me and I said, I want to go back to my country for the first time in 12 years. I'm ready to go home and make my peace with my country and make my peace with my memories there and get involved in the transition that's taking place there. Mm. And then I said this, and I didn't even know this. I, this just came out. I didn't even know where it came from. And only the people in the room and the people now listening to this know that I said this because I, haven't, I, never, tell, I never add this part at the end when I tell the story. <laughs> I have done a few occasions. But then I said, who knows? I might even be the president one day. And I thought to myself, where did that come from? And next minute, the whole place erupted. I got this massive standing ovation. Tony gave me a high 10. He gave me a big hug. He said, you're awesome. I went back to my seat. And uh, this guy came up to me afterwards in the break. And he said, have you heard of Neil Donna Walsh? I said, no. He said, he wrote a trilogy of books called Conversations, Conversations with God, with book God. One, two, and three. Yeah. He said, you must read them. That's my message for you today. I said, fantastic. I'll get them and read them. Ten days later, I'm on the way back to London from Hawaii. I stop at LAX, Los Angeles airport. I'm looking for a magazine to read in the store. And I see these books, Conversation with God, book one, two, and three. I bought them instantly. I started reading them, couldn't put them down. And to this day, Neil is my favorite author. In mm. fact, I've had a conversation with Neil on Clubhouse, one-to-one. It was an amazing conversation. And I told him how his books changed my life and how I've been recommending every audience I've spoken to since to read those books. And um so, Alan, so what I want to ask you then, because... And the answer to your question now. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. So oh, the but, answer but, to your question... But this, but this bit before you... But before you the, the thing is, when you said that those books changed your life mm. in so speci- with specific reference to that, because I mm. think there's something I wanted to ask about also. I know you're answering this question, but there's something I wanted to ask about perception, because people... I, I think a lot of people don't really understand or they don't believe their perception is that 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 tra- coaching or transformational work or, you know, it's just fluff, but it's not. It's at, it's so deep on such a deep level, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to, because your original question is like, who mm. was I before I did this work? And who I was was conflicted, ashamed, full of guilt, you know, riddled with destructive self-beliefs, zero self-esteem, self-conscious, you know, just self-destructive and driven by significance and certainty because I I was looking for attention from my father originally Mm -hmm. and from my parents because I felt unloved by my father. And I felt that my parents didn't have any time for me when I was a young boy. And so I did whatever I could to get attention. And I would do that in destructive ways. And consequently, I did some really, really terrible things. And I was full of shame and guilt around that. And, uh, and then, I, then I started doing this work. And, and, and everything I'd studied prior to arriving in Cardiff, Wales, which was, you know, residing in my unconscious, and I could pull from it at will. Uh, because I had a great memory and great, great memory recall. Memory is very powerful, but memory recall is what it's all about. You know, because mm. we remember everything. 
even people who have poor memories, everything you've seen, touched, smelled, tasted, etc., is in your unconscious in a filing cabinet, and your ability to recall it is what counts. And I've got great memory recall. However, I wasn't using any of it. And then when I went to that event with Tony, that first UPW, Unleash the Power Within in Cardiff, Wales, and I had that experience with Tony, and I decided I'm going to act on everything I've been learning. I'm going to start acting now. And I began to act. And then having that experience in Hawaii with that turtle and really feeling like I'd really been blessed by the soldiers that I killed and they'd really given me their forgiveness and they'd really given me their blessing. And in fact, I had this amazing experience with these soldiers again a couple of years later in a very vivid, wide awake daytime vision where these soldiers said to me, Alan, listen, you know, it's all good. We all good. You know what I mean? You need to live your life and, 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 and be an example, you know, and, and really just, you know, live your life happy, free, and don't worry about us. You know, we all good. We give you our blessing, you know? And uh, so, yeah. And so to your answer, you know, reading those books, Neil Dollar Walsh, the reason those books had such an impact on me is because when I came out of the military, I studied religion for about seven years. I studied Mm -hmm. all religion for seven years. And um, I read, you know, I read everything, you know what I mean? And and I studied deeply the Quran, the Torah, you know, the Upanishads, you know, the, the Bible, the New Testament, the Old Testament, you know, just... I came to the conclusion that religion is full of shit and it's mm. man-made construct. You know, religion is yeah. a man-made construct and I don't care what anyone says. I've sat down with pastors, preachers, you know, theologians. I've been in, in on panels with all types of people of religious, uh, notorious background. I've had amazing debates and I love a good debate. Mm. And I can tell you now, from my personal perspective, perspective, religion is a man-made construct of which it's based on a foundation of fear and control. And true, true religion, the real religion is, is, is unity and faith. And mm-hmm. whatever your religion is, you should practice it by all means. However, true religion is really finding God inside yourself and in everything around you. That's real religion. If you really want to feel connected to God, you should be able to see God everywhere, not just in church on a Sunday and then go back mm-hmm. to your life on a Friday to Saturday and do the same shit you always do. Beat your wife, beat your kids, beat yourself up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fill yourself with toxicity, drinking, smoking, whatever you do all the time, you know, and but then go sick. back to church on a Sunday and then ask for repentance. That's not religion. Religion mm-hmm. is finding God in yourself and mm-hmm. living from that higher dimension of yourself, living in a state of peace and love for yourself, respecting yourself and respecting all of life. That's real religion. That's spirituality. That's what unites people. And so when I read Neil Donald Walsh, it spoke to me. Those books spoke to me. And they, they said things to me that I already kind of had a knowing for in my heart. You know, mm-hmm. there's, a very big, there's a very big difference between intellect and knowing. Intellect is related to belief. In order to develop intellect, you have to study and you have to take on someone else's beliefs. And if they resonate for you and they, they begin to shape your own belief over time, that's, how, that's what education is, right? Studying. That's, that's, that's not real education, though. That's a man-made creation of education. Mm. That's, the, that's the schooling curriculum. That's the university curriculum. That's the college curriculum, which is all bullshit at the end of the day too because it's just other yeah. people's ideas that are fed into young minds, right? Real religion, sorry, real education comes from Latin, which means educo, which means to bring out what's inside already. That's exactly. what knowing is. is to, knowledge comes from knowing and knowing is already inside, true knowing. And education covers that up. And suppresses it. Yeah. Right? Well, ed- education. So people can... never get in touch with never people never get in touch with what's really Ex- inside. Exactly. They're buried, under, they're buried Ex- under dogma. It's buried exactly. under dogma. Yeah. Exactly. That that 
I mean, the way the education system is set up, I was having this conversation yesterday with somebody, the way the education system set up is, is by the time you're eight, you're fucked, basically, because you're indoctrinated to believe that you're wrong. You know, the institution is right. And what you know inside of you can't be right. Well, we shut down creativity and children. Yeah. Exactly, we, we, you know. We, we drum we drum creativity out of kids yeah. in a, in a and, systematic, strategic approach. And, and parents do it to their kids all day long. Yeah. And every, the, the environments that kids find themselves in all day long is is set up to drum creativity out of kids. And it, and it has been created. The system was created strategically by powerful people yeah. because, because powerful people at all levels of business and the church do not want people to be self-empowered. They do not exactly. want to find, they don't want people to find their own inner power because then they know that they won't comply. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's completely true. Because when you have, when, you, when you're taught that you have autonomy and you have power and that you, that you are creative and you are, well, or your, your creative creativity is, you're allowed to connect with it and it's, and it's fed and it's and it's brought out. Then you become dangerous because you're a free thinker. You 100%. know, absolutely. Uh, and that's but, what happened over the last three years. Yeah, yeah. Free men yeah. are dangerous men. Yeah, free men are dangerous men. That's yeah. why there's an attack on masculinity, because yeah. strong, powerful, free men are dangerous to the establishment. Yeah, yeah. They don't comply. Yeah, people, yeah. and and this is the thing. Anyway, we're know. digressing. Let's not yeah. go down that road because that's another <laughs> conversation altogether. We could do another podcast on that. But, yeah, we um, can. But, um, However, coming back yeah, to your answer, you saying, coming back yeah. to your, your question, you know, who I was then, I've described and, you know, and doing all this work. And, you know, like you say, healing is an active process. You, mm. you, you cannot just read a book or watch a podcast or go to a workshop or, you know, watch a, watch a documentary and expect it to have its effect on you. Yes, you will absorb it. But if you don't do anything with what you've mm. absorbed, then it doesn't actually have any impact on you. Knowledge, mm-hmm. real knowledge, you know, taking something, taking an idea from someone else, taking a great idea that, 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 you, that you think, wow, that can really serve me. You've got to take it in at the level of your intellect, yes, but then you've got to bring it down into your body. Real knowledge doesn't take any effect until it's in your body. You mm-hmm. don't know anything until it's in your body because your body becomes your unconscious. As Joe Dispenza says, your body is your unconscious mind because, you know, all the things that you can do unconsciously, tie your laces, make coffee, drive a car, you know, whatever it is, right? You can do them unconsciously, done them a million times. That's part of your unconscious body. You know, you just do it. Mm. And when you take a new idea that has the ability to impact you and change and create change in your life, you have to bring it from your intellect. And at first it may even trigger your own belief system because you, because your ego thinks it knows best and your ego will be saying, ah, that doesn't work. Ah, that's not, mm. nah, that, don't listen to that. That's bullshit. You know, stay here where it's comfortable. That's your ego, right? Wants to keep, wants to always be in control and wants to be comfortable. And, um, you know, that's why it's so hard for a lot of people to change because you've got to take a new idea into your intellect. Then you've got to actually, you've got to process it and absorb it intellectually. Then you've got to bring it down into your body and create an activity for it on a daily basis and then yeah. practice it over and 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 over until it's unconscious. Unconsciously yeah. condition it to your body until you wake up every day and you just do it unconsciously. Don't even think about it. You know, you just do it. Like every day I wake up unconsciously. I, uh, uh, when I wake up, I unconsciously just say, good morning, good morning. It's great to be alive. Today's my favorite day. Thank you, mm. God. I'm blessed. Mm. I say it 
every day for 24 years now. Every mm-hmm. day, even when I don't feel good. And that's when it's most important to do it, when you don't yeah. feel good. It's easy, yeah. to, it's easy to, be fan- to feel fantastic when things are going well. It's much harder to, to train yourself to stay in a great state, a beautiful state or a powerful state when everything's going against you. That's when mm-hmm. it's most important. And that's why you practice on a daily basis so that it can actually serve you when you're not feeling so great. You know, everybody wants to change their life, but most people don't want to do the work. There's that old, yeah. that, old um, that meme, that funny cartoon that went around. You know, it's a picture of, of a man at a pulpit saying, who wants change? And everyone puts their hand up. And then the next underneath it says, who wants to change? And everyone puts their hand, no one has their hand up. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wants change, but nobody wants to change. Yeah. You know? And if Mother Teresa said it best, you know, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. And that's where most people find it difficult. Yeah. Well, to love your family, though, you actually have to know what love is. And to know what love is, you have to love yourself first. Because I think the thing yeah, is, there's a whole, you, can't, there's a, you can't really love anyone else unconditionally. There's a whole doctrine in that one phrase. Yeah. There's a whole doctrine in that yeah. one phrase from Mother Teresa. Yeah. If you want to change the world, go home and love your family. There's a whole doctrine mm. in there. There's a whole mm. philosophy in there. Because it in, mm. There's so many different facets to that. And uh, yeah, so it's an interesting time that we live in. And so I guess, you know, Again, you know, coming back to your question, I mean, I, I went all over the place, uh, but I think, <laughs> you know, it tells a story and it adds some value, hopefully. But to answer that question, I've spent the last 23 years now coaching and speaking and giving workshops and speaking all around the world. And it's taken me to amazing places. I mean, I've spoken all across Russia, Romania, you know, um, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, you know, up and down Africa, uh, in America, mm-hmm. up and down the UK. There's a lot of countries I haven't been to, uh, but I've been to quite a few and I still plan to go to a lot more and um, I plan to do this until my dying day. I'm aiming for 120, and I believe that I wanna, I'm, I'm definitely going to live way past 100. I've yeah. got a lot of energy, enough energy <laughs> to do it. Um, but Alan, I, and I'm Alan. doing what I'm doing until I go. You know, exactly. and I'm gonna start, I like to joke like my friend Peter Sage <laughs> says. Peter Sage, any of you know Peter Sage? He's an awesome yeah. dude. If you don't know him, you should check yeah. him out, Peter Sage. Yeah, I, I do know who he is, yeah. But he says the same thing. I want to slide into my coffin sideways. Ooh, what a ride! <laughs> I was about to say, Alan, you could power the whole of London with your energy. But <laughs> um, wow. Do you know what? It's been really, it's really fantastic because I didn't know today when we first spoke, I just thought, look, I really want to talk to you about about obviously it's the perception the perception podcast I didn't know where this conversation would go and I'm really glad that we that you know the beginning of this conversation was like who were you and who are you now and when did that transition happen and you've very generously and very entertainingly and very movingly spoken very honestly about your life experience and your lived experience and I really want to thank you for that because and and thank you for sharing that because it's it's a real it's a real privilege to and it's you know when somebody speaks it honestly and emotionally about who they were and who they are now and that transition and you talk and and you know and it's you know when you're talking about having done things that you weren't proud of, but actually then asking for forgiveness. I think that's a really important lesson because lots of people don't think it's this whole thing again with shame. They don't think that they can actually ask for forgiveness from people who have passed away from, you know, this perception is right. I've done something that's bad. 
I'm bad. I have to, you know, I, I continue to live in this hell. And we then create that hell for ourselves rather than mm. understanding. Actually, it also is within our power to create heaven for ourselves. But we have to, as you've said, and as we both said, is to do the work on healing and healing is so healing is active but to mm. understand but to heal you have to first address the fact that you need to heal you know yeah and, uh, 100% 100% and you have to also address the fact that you you have to you have to actually accept 100% responsibility for your life and, and yeah. everything that's that's taking place in it yeah and uh, yeah. and that's another that's another difficult thing for a lot of people to comprehend you know is that yeah. because because we brought up in a culture that's it's a blame culture out there, you know, everyone's blaming each other you know? and you just yeah. have to look at the world. You just have to look at the world. It's so divided right now and it's, yeah. it's all, everyone's pointing fingers at each other. Yeah. Um, so you have to take hundred percent responsibility for your life and you, and you, like you say, active, you know, healing is an active process. Not only must you, 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 yeah, sure. You can read some great stuff, but then you have to ask yourself, how can I put this into place right now? If somebody tells you that it's important for you to, look in the mirror and do mirror work, you know, and they're telling you from their own experience and what, and, and, and they're sharing what, it, what they got from it, you know, then, and you think, and you, and you think that there might be something in it for you, then go to the mirror daily and practice mm. mirror work, no matter mm. how difficult it may seem at first, you know, I found mirror work extremely difficult when I first started doing it, you know, back in 1988, I started doing mirror work. Brian Tracy was the first person who taught, taught mm. who told me about mirror work. And he used mm. to say, you know, people with high self-esteem, are more popular, more successful. They live longer. They they healthier. They have better relationships. Um, you know, they they tend to be leaders of communities, etc. And he said, if you want to have high self esteem and you want to succeed, you know, then you need to then you need to learn to like yourself and start yeah. with liking who you see in the mirror. And he said, go to the yeah. mirror every day and tell yourself, I like myself. And he said, if you find it difficult, he said, then you know you've got some work to do. And uh, and I found it very difficult. It took yeah. me six months to actually took me six months to actually say that to the for the to myself in the mirror for the first time, and I, I and six months I just couldn't do it. You know, I just tried. I, I just couldn't do it. I found it very uncomfortable. So I just hated who I saw in the mirror. However, now you know I've done I've done thousands of hours of mirror work. You know, thousands, mm. tens of thousands. Mm. You know, and it's so powerful. You know, and that's just one exercise that you can do. There's so many powerful exercises, but people write them off because they try them like affirmations. People write off affirmations because they try them and, you know, and they get lazy. They don't stick mm. at it. Well, or, they, it's or they write off gratitude. They, they don't write, yeah, it is. They yeah. might not write off gratitude, but they say, oh, I tried that. I do gratitude. I do. No. If you really did gratitude and you feel gratitude in your cells, you will know the power of it. You know, it's mm. not just doing it intellectually. You've got to do it physically. It's got to be a state of being. And yeah. lots, those are just two baby, two tiny exercises. You know, another one is Ho'oponopono. I'm very yeah. big on Ho'oponopono, you know, and I've done, yeah. I've done years. Yeah. I've done, I've done yeah. 23 now, 2023. I've done, I don't know, 16, 17 years of Ho'oponopono. Yeah. And you know, for people and- who, and for people who are listening and who don't know what Ho'oponopono is, it's, yeah. uh, it's a, a short, um, uh, I would, it's not really an affirmation, I think, but it's a statement, isn't it? I'm sorry, please four forgive phrases, me. Yeah. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And you can yeah. say that to yourself in the mirror as well. Absolutely. You can say that to the pictures because it started off with it in Hawaii, didn't it? The, the prison um, the prison uh, governor. Well, that's how it became famous. Yeah. That's how it became yeah. famous. But it's been around for th- over a thousand years. You know, it's from yeah. the Hawaiian Huna 
um, who know, you know, traditions. Um, but yeah, it's four phrases said with intention and, yeah. um, had, had, had became common knowledge in the West was, um, through Joe Vitale actually, who discovered, um, you know, discovered well, heard the story about this clinical, uh, psychologist in Hawaii, in the, in, in, in a prison in Hawaii who treated mm-hmm. all the inmates using Ho'oponopono, uh, because he was a wine by birth, this, this clinical psychologist, and he treated all of these patients in this hospital where nobody wanted to work. They had such a hard turnover of staff and such a hard turnover of psychologists. And he was offered the job and he took the job because he needed a job. And when he was there, he said, I'm going to do the, I'm going to do this in my own way. And his own way was doing Ho'oponopono. And he didn't see the patients. He just looked at their files and looked at their photographs and did Ho'oponopono with all of them. And it had remarkable results. It became, you know, this amazing folklore, Uh, but he healed all of these people just doing that. And, um, Mm. These people were able to return, you know, they were able to, you know, do their, finish their sentences yeah. and return to life, return to civilian life, you know, having been healed by this process. And people say, wow, that's impossible. Yeah. But then Joe Vitale found out about the story, went to meet this guy, Dr. Hugh Len is his name, and interviewed him. And then they wrote this book called, um, uh, gosh, I just, just slipped my mind. I'll come back to it in a second. <laughs> It'll come back, um, yeah. They wrote this book together. And, um, and Joe Vitale said, let's make this, we, we need to tell people about this and make it available to people mm. in the West. You know, and people need to know about this practice. But I, I'd heard about it a long time before that through Wayne Dyer. And, uh, you know, it's such a powerful process. So it's a simple four phrases, as Caroline mm. just said, you know, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And you can do it in any order. It doesn't matter. And you can do it looking at a photograph of somebody that you want to heal a rift with. You can do it with somebody who's already passed away that you never got to say important stuff to you can do it with yourself by looking at a picture of yourself, mm-hmm. a little picture, maybe a picture of your young self, mm-hmm. you know, your, your younger self, um, maybe around the age of two or three years of age, when you first started to mm-hmm. hold the idea that you weren't enough, that you weren't mm-hmm. loved, which is when those ideas first take root in our psyche. Uh, so it's a very powerful practice. Or you can do it looking in the mirror, just looking at your own left eye. Yeah. And I always say, look at your left eye because your left eye because, correlates with the right brain. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, yeah. And, and, um, if anybody, because I am, you know, I know you've got to go off, but if anybody also, Alan, I could talk to you for hours, actually, you know, because yeah. this is so interesting. Oh, well, I you think know me, also, I could talk for days. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but that thing also with Hopoponopono is it just, it, it's that unconditional, when you say with a te- with intention, this is said with unconditional love, and it's that energy of love, which is the highest vibration, you know, that energy yes. of love, which yes. does transform things. And I think our perception, again, to go back to perception, our perception is, well, mm, does it really work? And the only thing you can really say is you have to try, but you have to try and and, and have an open mind and also be consistent with anything as you've as you've said you've got to do it until it becomes unconscious and it becomes yes. or or it becomes you know something like brushing your teeth you're not really thinking about it you you just automatically or i should say you know or be, until it becomes automatic rather um yes. yeah no so it's amazing so anyway um, i remember the name of the book it's zero limits okay zero zero limits, limits. yeah co-written by dr joe vitali and dr hugh len uh, it's zero limits. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a great book. It's an easy read. Zero limits. If yeah. you want zero limits on your life and you want more success, more peace, more joy, more love, more happiness, mm. more abundance, 
you know, if you want to manifest all the things that you dream about, then that's a great play. That's a great book to read. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of others, especially Neil Donald Walsh to conversation with God. That's a great book. It's not religious yeah. in any way. It's a book. Let me just say one thing about that because I really love that book too. As I said, Neil's my favorite author in 35 years of reading. And, um, when you read conversation with God, book one, start with book one. When you read it, you will have an individual conversation with the page with the words on that page. That book will speak to you in will speak to you directly, and it'll be a personal. It's going to be a personal conversation with the book you're going to have with the words on that page. Whenever everybody has their own relationship with the words on those pages in that book, and it speaks differently to each human being. It's mm. it's it's really difficult to describe how good that book is because it's so good. You know, it just. I highly, 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 highly recommend it. I still get people sending me messages from all different parts of the world saying, I finally got around to reading Neil Donald Walsh's book, Conversation mm-hmm. with God. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. It's changed my wow. life. Wow, wow. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'm going to put a link actually in the show notes to that book. Um, and also, Alan, as well, I'd like to put a link to, so you. So if people want to find you, to find out more about you, to find out about the work that you're doing, do you also work with people or do you mainly, yeah. Yeah, yeah I work with people so. one-on-one and I work with, I work with, I only work with six people one at a time during, over the period, I only work, I'm only working with six people actively at a time and I work with groups, obviously I work with organizations. I mean, I've been very blessed, you know, I've been, I've had a, fantastic career you know i mean i've met mm. amazing people and my 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 you know my career is taking me around the world as i said you know i mean i even work with veterans in ukraine veterans in russia veterans here in the uk i've spoken for the mo the ministry of defense here in the uk i've spoken for all the biggest banks i've worked with springbok rugby players in south africa springbok mm. netball team um you know world champion sprinters and and um and this is working and this is working with them to help them have a change of its mindset work yeah well it's it's it's, when i work with people it's ready to discover what their unconscious blocks are and to help them to to access more of themselves so you asked me right at the beginning what i do Mm. and in a nutshell i bring people back home to themselves in a much more Mm. powerful way because we all we all have unlimited potential i mean everybody knows that everyone understands that we have an unlimited potential but you know einstein Einstein reckoned by his own estimation that the average human being will only ever access 0.5% of their potential during their lifetime. 0.5. Yes. And a lot of people say, I only use 10% of my brain. No, no, no. If you were using 10% of your brain, you would be levitating and walking on water, right? You're using far less than that. Yeah. So imagine if you could access more of it though, right? Imagine if you could access more of your potential. Imagine if you didn't have all these unconscious fears about yourself or these unconscious limiting beliefs about yourself that perhaps you don't feel good enough or you don't feel worthy or you don't Uh feel lovable or you don't appreciate yourself and really admire yourself, you know, to the degree that you, that you could be. So I help people to really access more of themselves and understand how they are processing the world through their own senses and all the paradigms that they've created in their youth, because it doesn't matter how successful you are in this world. There's always another level Mm. inside of you. It doesn't matter how wealthy you are. I've, I've worked with people that are a hundred times more financially successful than I am. However, what I've helped them to do is to find more joy, perhaps, or more, mm. more intimacy in their relationships, or to find a better connection with their kids, or to find a better connection with themselves, um, or maybe, maybe even to deepen their connection with, their, with, with who they believe their creator is. So we all have another level. I'm very, very good at what I do. I'm extremely good. I'm an expert, without mm. doubt. You know, um, you know, I've studied intensively and I've 
And what makes me good at what I, at I do is that I've done all of this on myself. I was my first client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have been my most successful client by far because I've created a magnificent life. Right? I'm surrounded yeah. by amazing people. I've got two amazing kids. I've got an amazing yeah. ex-wife yeah. You know, that I absolutely love and admire. And I'm her biggest mm-hmm. fan. And I'm very grateful to her for many, many different reasons. Not least the fact that she brought up two amazing children with a little mm-hmm. bit of my help. Um, uh, you know so life is what we make it right it's absolutely what we make it yeah yeah without doubt you know it's up to us I think you're completely right there and what you said earlier about being understanding that we are responsible for everything in our lives whether of where we are if we look around and look around at the circumstances we're in we don't like them that's you know that is some under uh, um, unconscious programming which is creating those circumstances 100%. however we are powerful enough to be able to change those circumstances by looking at our programming and going in there and kind of working with healing, but it's that thing about, first of all, understanding and being conscious, being conscious of the fact that you have the power to be able to change. And I think, I think that's a really, really important thing. So if people want to find you, Alan, where can they find you? What, what's your, can you just. Yeah. Let me say one thing about that before I tell them where they can find me. That, that, that thing about consciousness, right. You know, that's, that's the most important work I do. I love consciousness. Mm. Uh, I've studied it in depth, you know, uh, quantum physics, you know, everything is frequency. Everything is vibration. Everything has a frequency. Everything is moving. Even this table, this laptop, whatever you think. Mm. And we, because we, because we, we take the world in through our five senses. We are easily dulled, easily dulled by our own minds and by the environments we find ourselves in. We forget that everything's alive. Everything mm-hmm. is alive. Everything is moving. Even a rock is alive, right? Because it's molecules and atoms are moving. Yeah, yeah. So it's all energy and it's all frequency. So when you take 100% responsibility for your life, it does change things for you. Because mm-hmm. then you say, you know what? If this is happening in my life, I wonder how I created this. I wonder how I've attracted this. I want what kind of frequency I'm emitting you know, unconsciously that's that's drawing this experience to me and what's the lesson here? What can I learn? Because I'm here to tell you something. This is very important to remember if you're watching this. Mm. Life, is a, life is a game. Life is a school. And mm. we all have a spiritual curriculum. And that's the most important work that I do. I've got a great program called Awaken. I'm going to be delivering it live in person next year for the first time since 2019, live in person. We did it online during lockdown, many places. Uh, sorry, online during lockdown. We had many people from many countries come in on Zoom during lockdowns. We've reached a lot of people during lockdown. It was amazing. But I'm doing it live in person. Probably it'll be a hybrid, actually. It'll be a hybrid. We'll have some people mm-hmm. online. And it'll be live next year in person. It's called Awaken. And that workshop is all about your spiritual curriculum as a human being. So what mm-hmm. I do is I help people to understand their, that they have an ego and mental constructs. And we can use that to create things and achieve things. And we are achievers, obviously. Yeah, and, and, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably an achiever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're looking to achieve a higher level of, of living or existence for yourself. How do you do that? You need to use your ego and your mental constructs and your ability to create goals and make those goals reality. And you also need to know that at the same time, you're also an energetic spiritual being having a human experience. So how do you align that, right? It's very important to align the conscious, the unconscious, and the superconscious mind because there is only one mind and it mm-hmm. doesn't exist here in your head. It's everywhere. It's the universal yeah. mind and we plug into it. And we plug into it and our channel to absorb or to, to be a conduit for energy that flows to us, through us, and from us, the source, the divine source, 
the conduit that we are really depends on how much work we do on ourselves to make that conduit clear and pure. And the more clear and pure your conduit is, the more power you have, the more energy you can mm. you can you can channel. And really, you know, while you're here alive on this earth, you need to be able to really just enjoy life fully because yeah. that's that's because that's the real gift. It's not cars and houses and all kinds of other you know objects. You know, the gift is life itself. So it's about how alive are you. And if you're not mm. fully alive and fully passionate, then you must have a paradigm that's preventing you from experiencing life at the highest level. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I would yeah. say, I would say, you know, well, that, well, again, that's about our relationship with ourselves. But I would say also when we're talking about responsibility for where we are in our lives, some people would say, oh, well, what about, you know, these kids that have experienced this, that, and whatever, but also there is generational uh, trauma, trauma. and uh, so we do recognise that and say there is, you know, it no because I think I think I get that a lot. I think a lot of the time people want to say, well, you're blaming me for my luck, and it's and it's not about blame; it's about responsibility. It's not about saying that anybody's. We we kind of tend immediately, or people tend immediately to go to this idea of, well, I'm being blamed for this happening, or I'm and be very yeah. defensive, and it's and and it's completely not that. It's not about no. blame. It's not about people being wrong or right. It's about responsibility. It's about understanding and understanding that actually we're so like when you talk when people say. I thank the universe. It's like, thank yourself because you are the universe and you are so powerful and you can make, you can create anything and you can change anything in your life. And I think that's, this is what I'm trying to do with this podcast is to kind of help people shift those perceptions and understand they have such immense power. And, and you, from what you've been saying today has really cemented that. It's fantastic. Well, responsibility, like you say, is, is, is the ability to respond. You know, if you, when you take responsibility, you're simply saying, I have the ability to respond to this experience in any way I choose. So let me respond in a powerful way. And that means processing it in a powerful way, asking yourself, what can I learn here? What's the lesson? Why do I keep having the same experience over and over? Why do I keep attracting the same type of man? Why do I keep attracting the same kind of relationship? Why do I keep making these mistakes? Why do I keep self-sabotaging? Because life is a a school and you have a spiritual curriculum and your soul came here. Mm -hmm. Your soul manifested in this body, in this time, in this space, in this human condition to have a physical human experience. So you've got to ask yourself what that is. So, my dear, it's been amazing. Thank you. Yes. So, Alan, please tell me or tell us, please share with us, what. where can people find you if they want to find you online, if they want to find you, uh, your website, what's your website? Okay, so my website is currently not, uh, it's down at the moment because we're doing some work on it, we're changing it. Okay, forget that. If people want to connect with me, the best place is is Instagram first and Facebook second. Um, on Facebook, I have a personal profile. You can follow me there. I'm maxed out at 5,000 friends. You can follow my business page on Facebook too. Um, I've got about 10,000 followers there. I've got a meditation group on Facebook called The Awakened yes. Soul. It's, yeah. it's you, You'll know that you found it when you see a big, beautiful pink eye, the eye of God as my mm-hmm. as my graphic at the top of the page. Come and join us there. Um, you know, Request to be a, a included in the group. I'll invite mm-hmm. you in. Tomorrow morning, I'm doing an an 8.30 a.m. priming meditation. So come and join us there. 
Okay, I um, listen to you. Actually, I, I join you when I'm kind of on my way to. If work. it's not live, you can watch the replays. You can watch the replay anytime you like because it's live when you're doing it, right? Because even though it's a replay, it's live in the moment, and plus you get it. You you'll love it. Even if you've never meditated before, you'll love it. If you're somebody who's tried to meditate and didn't work for you, trust me, you'll love it. Um, and then, and I'm saying that because a lot of people have said I'm, I could never meditate, but when I listen to this priming thing, it just does things for me. You you like it, and mm-hmm. then. Um, so Instagram, Facebook, using my name, Alan Kleinhans. Um, I'm obviously and on, all, and I'm obviously spelt, on other mediums. And uh, well, obviously, people are going to. Well, see you'll have my name but, written down yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, I so will. Can, but it's but yeah. people for people A L L A N and then A double L A N. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kleinhans is K L E Y N H A N S. Okay. Fantastic. Obviously, I'm on other. I'm all. I'm all. I'm on all the other mediums. You know, LinkedIn. Twitter, et cetera. I, although I don't use LinkedIn and Twitter that much. I don't, I, well, okay. I, I don't be on Twitter in ages. And I'm on threads, which I just started using recently. I'm not on TikTok. I don't enjoy that. Um, I know people love it and they get a lot of benefit out of it, but not for me. Uh, yeah. And also, you asked me about where I'm speaking. I'm speaking at this event next week, actually. Okay, um, I, don't know, I don't know when you're planning to put this podcast out, but this... if people have time to get down to camp out in Braziers Park, Oxfordshire, on the 11th of August next week, I'm doing a, the opening keynote there and it's a fantastic festival. Check it out. It's on my page, Facebook page. It's on my Instagram, Camp Out. It's called Camp Out. Okay, fantastic. And, uh, it's a festival that's designed to bring people back together after the divisions of the last three years because people are yeah. so divided. So it's about unity. It's about creating a new level of consciousness where people can actually you know, create communities that are um, collaborative and you know, just uh, you know, uplifting. And um, Bravo. Bravo. Enhance, enhancing the human race and help, you know, really supporting each other to, to, Excellent. to, to raise our vibration. Yeah. Yeah. And my vibration has been raised by this conversation today. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Yay! I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you so much for coming and speaking, as I said, you know, before for sharing. Uh, yes. And it's been fantastic. What well, journey? It feels like I've been on a journey with you for this conversation. It's great. Um, <laughs> we have We have been on a journey. Yeah, we have been on a journey. And I just want to, again, as always, thank everybody who's listening. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Please like. Yeah, thank you. And follow and share and subscribe and comment, actually. It would be great to hear what you what you think about the perception podcast about this episode what's coming out what you like what you don't like what you want more of um and so i was going to tell you a little story remember i forgot <laughs> people are probably wondering if anyone's watching this they're probably in an open loop let me close that real quick yeah very quick okay. before we go i thought just a quick story okay so yeah no, came... let's go. go 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 alan go <laughs> so when i came back from my UPW earlier i told you i was going to tell you a story and i, I yeah. closed that loop let me do it now so you know when i came back from UPW. Uh, in 1999, I came back to my life. I told you, remember, I'm now been there. I got there sober four mm-hmm. days. I came back. I didn't feel like getting high or drunk. I had no withdrawals. I had no cravings. And the following Friday, a week after my UPW, every Friday we used to congregate at my friend's flat. And he lived on the top floor of this building in Shepherd's Bush, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, North Kensington area. And uh, I lived on the ground floor, right? And we all rode bikes together. And I was working at Credit Suisse at the time, 12 hours a day, seven days a week. And every Friday, we would congregate at my friend's place on a Friday evening. We'd get high as kites. <laughs> we'd snort cocaine, smoke marijuana, oh have a couple of beers. And then we'd get on our motorbikes and ride around London like a crazy posse of you know, mad people. Ride around yeah. London. Not Drug- a very bright thing to do. Drug fuel. But we loved it. We loved yeah. it. 
went, we go down to Soho on our bikes. And I came back to that flat the following Friday, a week later, after my UPW experience. I came back, they transformed. And I went upstairs to see my mates. And they said, hey, we haven't seen you. Where were you last week? I said, I was in Cardiff last week with Tony Robbins. Have you heard of this guy? And you know, most of them said, no. Some of them said, yeah, I think I've heard of this guy. I said, man, I spent four days with this guy. I said, my life changed. I said, my life transformed, man. I said, you know, I've been talking about personal development for the last one longest time. And they had it. I used to talk, talk to them all the time about Landmark. I invited them all to Landmark. Mm. They didn't come. I used to tell them about what I was learning, et cetera, all the time. And, you know, I'm like that. You know, if I read something or learn mm. something or experience something that, that has an impact on me, I want to share it. And I've always mm. been like that. And uh, so I was there at this place on uh, this Friday with all these guys there, seven or eight of us. And on the table was a pile of cocaine, right? And there was beers, and, you know, joints and marijuana, et cetera. And I looked at the cocaine and one of my friends said, when I was talking about Tony, he said, hey, shut up, sit down, have a line. And I looked at the cocaine and looked at him. I said, you know, I actually don't want it, eh? I said, I don't know what that guy did to me last weekend, but he worked some magic on me because I don't mm. even want mm. it, you know what I mean? And I said, I've been clean since four days before I arrived in Cardiff. They said, ah, oh, shut up, man. You always are. I said, no, no, no. I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm good. And I said, actually, I just come here tonight to tell you that you won't see me for a while because I need to do some work on myself. I've been mm. wanting to do this work on myself for a long time. I've been reading, studying, but I haven't never really acted on it, you know, daily. And I said, I'm committed to acting on it. I set, some, I set myself some new goals and some new, you know, some new declarations for myself last weekend in Cardiff. And I said, I plan to follow through on them. And I plan to use what I've been learning for the last 11, 12 years because I want to change my life. And I said, listen, I love you guys. We've been brothers for a long time. Some of us have grown up together since we were young. And so most of them were South African. And I said, listen, I said, you know, you know that I've been wanting to do things for a long time. You know that I've always been into this personal development stuff for a long time. And I've never really done anything with it. And I said, I just came here tonight to tell you that mm -hmm. you won't see me for a while because I'm really going to act on this stuff now. And I said, I need to do this for me. So I'm not going to be doing any of this shit anymore. And I said, I love you. And I hope you can understand. And I said, I would love for some of you to actually come on the same journey with me if you're up for it. And uh, they were silent. They just looked at me. Mm -hmm. And then one of them said, well, that's how you feel. You can fuck off right now. So I said, I said, I understand. I said, you know, it's not personal. I love you guys. I said, don't phone me. Don't come see me. Uh, it's going to be very difficult living downstairs knowing that you guys are all up here, you know, on a regular basis. I said, but, you know, I'm not going to see you for a while and I need to do what I need to do this for myself. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, mm -hmm. otherwise I'm going to, otherwise I'm not going to go anywhere. It's going to be another 10 years and I'll, nothing's going to change. And I said, who knows? You know, I've been suicidal and depressed for a long time. They didn't really know that about me either. And uh, I, I really opened up to them and I said, you know, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. If I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. So, you know, I've just come here to tell you this and I hope that you can respect that. And I said, I still love you. I always love you. We'll always be brothers. And I said goodbye and I left. They didn't see me for 13 months, Caroline. Mm. Now, this is a message to everyone who's listening to this. This is why I wanted to tell you the story. This is why it came to my mind earlier. Is because environment is stronger than will. You should write that down right now. Mm. I'm going to say it again. Environment is stronger than will. You can have all the willpower in the world. You want to change your life. Unless you change your environment, nothing's going to happen. You have to remove yourself from a toxic environment. And that's what I did. It was toxic. It wasn't serving me. I mean, I got all my needs met in that environment at a level 10 and more because I loved them. We were connected. We were tight. You know, I had massive certainty there. It was plenty of variety, lots of significance, lots of connection, no growth, no contribution. Mm. And that's what was missing from my life at that time. So if you want to change your life, change your environment. Mm. Right? I because think if you don't, is you don't if you don't take yourself out of a toxic environment or out of a toxic relationship and you want to change your life, you're not going to change your life. You're because not the environment's going to keep you stuck. 
environment yeah. is stronger than will. Yeah, I think also what you said there really is important in terms of when it's it's you have to be really careful about who you share with mm. because lots of people yeah. will share with their family and yeah. what they want to do and their families will be really negative about what they want to do because that and and their excuse is well I'm only thinking of you and actually they're only thinking of themselves because if you change that means they have to change this is the fear yeah. that a lot yeah. of people have it's just like that's why they say whoa. that's why they say misery loves company yeah because exactly. when somebody when people are when people are in a shit place they want to they want they don't want to lose you so yeah, they'll, they'll they, tell you hey don't yeah. go for that stuff don't don't do hey yeah. relax come watch come watch east enders with me yeah it's about it's about really surrounding yourself with people who are in that same vibration on that same level who want playing to a actually bigger game. playing a bigger game yeah leveling yeah. up yeah. and making yeah. sure that you understand that actually and, and again it's that perception shift of like and it's difficult because there is again lots of guilt around oh well if i'm changing i'm letting these people down no the only person yeah. you're letting down is yourself if you don't change yeah, yeah. you know and i think that you know cha- changing your life is a selfish is a selfish endeavor but you yeah. have to be selfish to become selfless you yeah. cannot be yeah. selfless from an empty cup if you're selfless from an empty cup you're going to be resentful you're going to yeah. do you eventually you become resentful you have to be selfish to become somebody Selfless. who makes a difference if you want to make a difference. Alan, thank you again for the third time. <laughs> yeah, and sorry, sorry, just in case people are, just in ca- just in case people are wondering. They didn't see me for 13 months is what I said just now. And 13 months yeah. later I went to a party and I saw them yeah. and I was very different. I was much more gracious, I was much more accepting i was much less judgmental much less resistant much less confrontational i was far more happier i was more accepting you know and more loving Mm. and it made the biggest difference you know and they could see that change in me and some of them went on to change their lives consequently came and a lot of them came to my workshops that i delivered in south africa by the time you know many years later we're living in south africa including me i went back for seven years and i ran a lot of great workshops there i did exactly what i said i was going to do on the stage in hawaii i said i'm going to go back to my country and change my country and i did exactly that for seven years yeah loads of people and it was amazing amazing um, amazing amazing i still have great relationships i still have an amazing relationship with all of those guys that were in that room on that friday evening back in 1999 yeah, amazing, Alan. Thank you. I lo- like I said, I love speaking to you. It's great. We can have, we can, we, like you said, you can talk for days. Power London with your energy, as I said before, and um, and yeah, and uh, and I'll put in the show notes where people can find you. And I do really recommend Alan's meditations. I've listened to them; they're really fantastic. So please do listen. Please do listen in if you can, and you can find those on Facebook. And thank you again, lovely listeners, for listening to this episode of the Perception Podcast. And look forward to you. Look forward to speaking to you next week on another episode of the Perception Podcast. Bye.